Well, what uh, what uh, what episode is this, Chad? The, hey, Ringo. Ringo's making. I don't know why he's barking. I'm not even playing the drums yet. This is Cybercast episode 191, featuring the second part of the interview with Doug Stanhope. Yes, a wonderful interview, great guest, and uh, can't wait to talk to him again and to go play Bisbee. It was nice that he decided to invite us out there. Yes, it beats turning up on his doorstep. <laughs> I want to do this right now. Um, I, I want, uh, we want to wish Kelly and Debbie they're uh, they're they're celebrating their their anniversary and Kelly and Debbie came to see us in Weston at O'Malley's uh, always extremely generous and they're always you know just but we just want to say that uh, some of our favorite people and we want to wish you uh many 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 more years together and a happy 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 anniversary thank you for being our friends yes you were, do you remember a band called Rat Ranch oh yeah I just spoke to to uh, to uh, Kent Mark, uh, Mark, Rat Boy. Yeah, well, that's what we call him. Yeah, and Mark Russell, the singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good friend. Oh yeah, he's cool. in Dallas right now. He's what? He's he 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 moved to Dallas. Oh, did he? Yeah, and uh, Kent the Kent the guitar player, and um, yeah, I spoke to all those guys. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I, I I met them in Anchorage back in that was a day too. Anchorage was a scene. Chilco um, Charlie's right. Yeah, and so yeah, oh, Rat Boy yeah. still they still do the Costa Rica thing every year. I haven't, I haven't seen them in a, a, a couple of years, but uh, what's the Costa Rica thing? Well, we'd all go to Costa Rica. All the Alaska people, we'd all go down to Costa Rica in January or February, and uh, and hook up. Coots is fucking miserable now. It's just a shithole. That, that I, I outgrew that, but the, but the, all the people that work there and Duran and that owns it, yeah, there's still a really tight group. A lot of them, you know, Chaley, that's how I know Chaley and Tracy, by managers that live here on the, the compound. Wow. Uh, yeah. He, he's the guy that booked me there the first time I worked there in 95. Uh, when was the last time you played up there? Yeah, I, 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 w- I would... Uh, I thought it was 2001, but I just found I, I went through all my shit in the crawl space because that's what you do when you have eight months off. I have my Tupperware drawer is organized. I went through all my fucking scraps and shit. So I played there in 2006. I found a ticket stub. Uh, so I, that was probably the last time. Wow. Wow. I had no idea that Rat Ranch got that far up north. I haven't heard that story. Yeah, well, that spent was Mark months. actually mastered my first three CDs that I taped in Houston because he lived there, and he was the only guy I know knew that had any skills with. So he mastered my first uh, three CDs. Yeah, he's a, he, he had incredible ear. He's a good dude. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's a small, small, small world. Yeah. So what is he? What is he doing now? You said you just talked to him. Uh, I, I hadn't talked to Mark in a while, but I've talked to Kent. He was a guitar player, and um, uh, and Cindy Haywood, who's uh, she used to she used to book uh, a lot of the bands down here. But she's married to Rick, their drummer, and uh, uh, I remember I remember when they, when they went up. There was three months. Wasn't it a three month gig or a one month gig? Or is it was a, I know it's a long they, time. they'd bring musicians up for as long as they could because it's uh, you know, a, a pricey to fly them and all their shit up there. Yeah. Um, that's why they started going, oh, comedy? Yeah, we're going to save a lot of money. 
All they have to <laughs> a do microphone. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Pack a fucking change of underpants, and uh, uh, we'll have the microphone ready for you. Yeah, uh, so my, yeah, Mark's in Dallas. He's doing a he's doing a what, the, the the variety band. You know, the corporate right. the corporate guys yeah. have their party. They hire that they hire him. So eleven twelve piece band something, you know. Yeah. So that's oh, what wow. he's doing. That's huge. Yeah. There's a and, lot of people to pay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, you got these you got got these big places paying the paying the bill. That's it's. They have to get rid of that money, you know. Chris have, have, have you ever has that ever crossed your mind where you go, listen? Do we really need that guy in the band? Because we'd make <laughs> way more money, like like the bank robbery movie where they kill the fucking getaway driver. Like fuck him, we can always get a getaway driver. <laughs> yes, we, we now we're a four piece. We we have a fiddle player as well, but um, we you're gonna play in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Right. We we've had people, other musicians, come to us and say, "Hey, why don't you why don't you like lose the the drummer and the thing and just play to a track?" I, I, I kid you not, you know, just just pre-record this stuff and play it. And essentially, that makes the people that play with music stands with lyrics and music and all that stuff that makes them look like Eddie Van Halen. You know, it makes it look like you know you don't. If you're up there playing to a, te- I mean, and, and, and it takes us a, a skill to be able to do that, but oh, no, that's fucking oh, horrific. Yeah, and and again, it, it's you you know this better than anybody. I think comedians got the worst, the hardest job in the world, not the worst job, but the hardest job in the world because you get one microphone and all the attention's on you, and you got to bring them to their knees, or or you know you die, as they say, right? And yeah. I. I, I couldn't. I couldn't go up there without these guys. I. I, I couldn't. You know. I've I played solo acoustic, and and I'd much rather sit front row at a comedy store and masturbate in front of the guy than, than you know. No way. You know. I just. Yeah. We, we have so much fun together, and there's a camaraderie. You know, when we travel, I love to drive. So you know, we finished the show in Omaha on Sunday afternoon. I drove straight home to Houston, 14 hours. Didn't even blink. And, you know, because it's Oklahoma and Kansas, you don't even have to turn the steering wheel. So you just sit for yeah. 14 hours. Uh, audiobooks. When I lived out of, out of my car for three years, audiobooks changed my fucking life. Back then it was on cassette tapes. Cassette. Yeah. yeah, it was Audio Adventures was the name. And they were in like Flying J truck stops. So you could rent it from one truck stop oh, wow. and oh, cool. drop it back off states away at another truck stop. Uh, and they were mostly shit. It was slim pickings because it's they're they're geared towards truck drivers. Yeah. Uh, so you get a lot of Louis Lamore westerns, and I, so yeah, you, you it was you were hard pressed to find something you wanted to listen to, but you get a book that unabridged fucking crime and punishment. Fucking you get twenty six hours, but then you're so into it by the time you get where you're going, you keep driving around the hotel till the chapter ends. <laughs> yeah. And now That's podcasts when, when yeah. we're on the road driving. Yeah, it's just you know, time flies by. Yeah. It's yeah. like the old days where you just get like, oh, wait, I could get AM radio for about 45 minutes on either side of Denver. And then there's one station and it's usually Rush Limbaugh <laughs> or, or Jesus, Jesus station that comes in in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, those Jesus stations, man, I, I, I don't believe, I think that they're planted in your car. I don't think that there's, there's places that we've driven that you're not supposed to get anything except, you know, 
you know, hypothermia. There's nothing out there. And yet Jesus is coming through on the radio, cloud and clear. I don't get that. What's your favorite middle of nowhere you've been? Because I, I used to love driving the back roads of Nevada, like in between Reno and Vegas, Tonopah, yes. Goldfield. I, I don't know what, what your favorite middle of nowhere is in the States. Oh, it, it, so many. Because, uh, you know, we've we played out the West Coast. We've done the East Coast. We've gone all the way up to the Canadian border. We've gone all the way down to, to Corpus. And, you know, so uh, any, any place that's got hills, you know, uh, up by Eric, you know, you get to go, you go in the fall and stuff. Any place like that, you know, we, we even have some nice places in Texas, believe it or not, outside of Austin. I love the Dakotas are like, it's flat and nothing for a lot of it, but it's a surreal kind of nothing like mm-hmm. the upper peninsula of Michigan. Like there's a, just a weird vibe to it where, yeah, I'm not really looking at anything, but this feels like I'm driving on the moon. Or- yeah. I liked I liked Wyoming and Idaho because of the mountains and the hills, and it just seemed like there was completely nobody around for hundreds of miles, and you're just driving, and you see bison on this side and mountain goats on that side. I mean, it, again, kind of surreal in the wintertime, too. And the, the thing is, when you do run into people, you're not afraid of them. Usually, a lot of places you go, I haven't seen anyone for 100 miles, thank God, because when I do, they're going to fuck me. <laughs> It's, it doesn't feel like a deliverance situation when you're in Montana and Wyoming. True. I was just thinking about, I think it was when we were driving through, God, it was when we were, we were coming from California, like from Sonora and trying to get to Denver. And I can't remember which state it was. We were out in the middle of nowhere and the, the speed limits were like 80 or something like that. Yeah. That, that was a nice. <laughs> we didn't mind so much that there was nothing out there because we could go so fast. It was just yeah, really beautiful yeah, scenery. Yeah have time to kill and say fuck it let's take a two lane and, and see what's out there because we we have a day off yeah it's that's not so much the day off that's how i found this place i just had oh, wow. three days between gigs in phoenix and el paso and just was driving back roads yeah we we, we usually do a, just a wrong turn and end up in somewhere really cool <laughs> it's 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 not time off we have to make it up <laughs> gps took so much fun out of you know finding weird new shit and taking wrong turns like you're looking at a road atlas we call it the bible i still fucking make sure i have one in every car and like yo that looks like it would be a cool place to go like gps takes all the fun out of that that's true yeah we we did that way the the gps took us off we were going we were going to play long island and it took us off it just decided hey they want to go see this. We end up going, what the hell is Staten Island or something? What, 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 where are we? It's miserable, but it only happens when you're in a hurry. Yeah. I remember uh, I was in Tonopah, Nevada, and I was just like, I had to get out of L.A. When I lived in L.A., I just find any excuse to leave. Uh, and I was driving just back roads in Nevada, and I, I was, uh, <clears throat> Tonopah has the Tonopah Speedway, like, backwards the car racing but not like not really skilled like daytona <laughs> yeah. you know, it's all these fucking rednecks that just put a you know a cessna engine in an old fucking vega and drive as fast as they could and they crash all the time and i i i go oh, i haven't done that since i was a kid we used to go to those kind of races when we were kids uh thompson speedway i think was one in, it was connecticut but i went and I showed up, and it was after Dale Earnhardt had died. 
and they were playing pre-race. They were playing Freebird with the Dale uh, Earnhardt announcers from the death race cutting in. So it'd be, if I leave here tomorrow, oh, Dale just went up against the rail really hard. Would you still remember? <laughs> this doesn't look good. Everyone would say a prayer for because I'm as free. And people were like taking off their hats. And I was like, this is the funniest thing in the world, but I'm alone. Like you, if I had one person I could make eye contact with and laugh that they're doing this, it would be hilarious. But it was terrifying by yourself. Yeah. <sighs> so, so, now so, I want to get my fucking car and drive somewhere. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. But that's why that's why we took off. That's why we went up to the Midwest. It was just it was just driving me up the wall, sitting sitting around and and not you know every gig that we had, we had actually uh, we were booked in Sturgis this year, and we were uh, but 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 what obviously wasn't the one that Smash Mouth played. We were booked on another. Uh, so we uh, we said we, we were going to go, but Eric wisely said he said I don't want to fly. Well, you know I said, I'll drive. So we were we were still going to go, and luckily it got cancelled because of the the fallout but uh yeah we we just had to just get on get in the car and and see see movement because it was how, how, how many of you poor pricks are saddled with children at the house just me yeah that's why you're the one that fucking tells everyone we have to leave <laughs> yeah, well, they're, 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 yeah yeah well they're old enough to, they're old enough to a you know take care of themselves and b talk back and see you know not feed if i don't feel like it no but they're they're uh they're one's in college my son is in college my daughter's in high school and they they're both um they both uh volunteered to 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 work from home so are you are you really the oldest yeah Holy just by like a year and a half yeah wow it, yeah. It's, a, it's a lot if you hold your breath <laughs> I, I, I i'm 53 me too all right i'm march I'm August. Now, nah, see, you're younger than me. When you get to be my age, you're going to see things so much different. <laughs> I was like you six months ago, all carefree and hitting the road. Yeah. <laughs> six months from now, you're going to see what I was talking about. Yeah. I know. Okay, you were right, Stanhope. I got to get a pipe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, how long have you been doing this? The band just turned sixteen in uh, when was it, Chad? Uh, two, well, it's two thousand three when we really started working together. But the band was born in 04, so you know, sixteen years now. Nice. Yeah. And but I assume you were all playing music before then. Yeah, in different capacities. Um, it'd be, Patrick, you've been playing like since I don't know, two thousand one, two thousand two, or something like that. Full time, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm horrible with dates. I don't even know how old I am. It's just the guys laughing at me for being older than them. Well, we've all been in different bands. Eric has probably been in more bands than any of us. Uh, uh, yeah, are, are, are any of you replacements? Mm, well, yeah, Eric is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Patrick, I'm yeah. the new guy. Yeah. I joined in January, and these guys' schedule, I've known these guys for a long time, and their schedule is always full. They're always going somewhere, tour, tour, tour. They do at least 10 days in Ireland. And I was so excited to join the band. And then March came and I got less excited about joining the band. <laughs> but, uh, what are you going to do? I'm teasing, of what, course. But, but uh, what, what, what happened to the guy you're replacing? Uh, probably Patrick can explain it better, but kind of like life kind of got in the way. Yeah, No, I want someone else to explain it because you're going to have to. <laughs> 
take exactly. the high road on this. Exactly. <laughs> well, actually, Mike is the easiest one. Mike has been with us for how many years, Chad? 10, 11? He, he, he was with us for 11 years, yeah. 11 years. Yeah. And he, he was the... Uh, um, uh, so so the, the, just like any band, or most bands, I'll say, um, I just saw a thing with Springsteen, and he's talking about his band for 50 years. I, Shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, but so most of the band, you know, uh, 16 years ago, the, the Blackguards was born, and um, the, the fiddle player and drummer, uh, by that, you know, they, they, they just up and moved away. Um, and then, so we've had like... Not to exaggerate, but about six and a half million fiddle players, and uh, we and Eric's only our third drummer. I mean, really, uh, fourth, fourth. Uh, so, uh, but you know, it's just talking about full time real members. So Mike uh, was our last guy, and he um, uh, he got married, had a kid, and uh, by the time by the time you know uh, the, the 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 marriage and the kid caught up with him, he was like, well, you know, I can't be coming home at four o'clock in the morning, and you know. And he also worked a second job too, so he would sleep for an hour in the van, get home, take a shower, and go to his other job. So oh, that sucked. Misery. That sucks. Misery. And 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 he didn't want to leave, and we didn't want to we didn't want to get rid of him. And uh, Eric came in, and you know Eric promised that he'd uh, he'd be all uh, he'd be all slick, and and he's you know he's he's a monster drummer, and you know so we we got really lucky in that regard. We kind of replaced. Uh, we, you know, we replaced a, a rock solid guy with a rock solid guy, which is not usually the case. You usually, get a rock solid guy with a needle in his arm and a, you know, and and a couple of wives chasing him or whatnot. You know, we we got, we kind of we we got lucky. Yeah, we did. Yeah, what, uh, if, if you were doing the uh, blaggards, first of all, what what what, what is uh, what's the word? What, what, where did blaggards come from? Is that actually a word? Yeah, it, it's it, it's more like a slang. It it came from blackguard. But blackguard is basically you're in Dublin and somebody calls you blackguard means you're kind of a scumbag or a just a ne'er do well you know like nothing nice. nothing nothing major but nothing nice like a you know, or a schemey yeah yeah so you you yeah, exactly and uh, so I I'd hear these old women and you know on the what what was then what would it now call the farmer's market, which was then called the market, you know, Moore Street. And they go, yep, you know, the, the, the little guy would run by and he'd rob the apple. And she'd go, you fucking blackguard. And I kind of stuck in the back of my head. I was like, I like that. It's got a nice ring I to it. I love you know? it. I yeah. love it. So, and we were, again, 16 years ago, amazed that it was, because the first thing we did was went on the old internet, the big computer, you know, we uh, blackguards and nobody had taken it. So we were, you know, kind of shocked that, and we got to got to keep it, you know. Yeah, that's uh, before the internet. Like, if you had, uh, oh, this is a great album title or whatever, a band name. Like now you fucking now you can Google and go, oh, someone already has that for a podcast. The fucking back then you had pl- plausible deniability that someone else already had that title. Exactly, and, uh, and we've run into it more times than you would believe. Even now, even today, people trying to get it. But because we bought the name sixteen years ago, we, we uh, we've had the the trademark company call us and say, "Hey, this band wants to call themselves Blackguard, blah 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 blah, or something." And they say, "Is that okay with you?" And you know, nine out of ten times, it's far enough away that we don't mind. But yeah, we we also had a band up in New York as well called The Blackguards, and they thought that was enough. Because we're just blackguards, you know. They they put the they said there we're we're free. We own it. <laughs> no, yeah. like Lady Antebellum, they wouldn't know there's a Lady A in Seattle when they changed their name to 
that was actually one of the reasons first of all is because i know jeff and you know he's great when he emailed me and said hey do this podcast i went it was that and i loved the fucking name and i, I love irish rock so cool uh but i was gonna ask if there was a fucking behind the music of the history of the blackguards what would be the 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 clickbait like did anyone die of fucking heroin did you ever get busted like what would they how would they beat out that hour what would the the major beats be in the blackguards behind the music man does it have to be true does it have to <laughs> what, what no it's vh1 so they're just gonna go for the fucking the the meat and the dirt and the dirty laundry what would they if they knew if they knew your entire story even the parts you 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 don't want to tell oh boy who yeah. fucked someone's wife who did who did the bad bad thing now we're we're gonna need to take a week the off wheel and made the drummer lose his arm <laughs> 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 and 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 then I'm thus improving the band. <laughs> uh, Are any of you sober? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sober. I'm sober for uh, thirty. I'm bad with math too. I'm I'm sober since I'll tell you exactly what eighty eight. All right. Wow. Uh, America ruined you. <laughs> yes. You yes. Here in eighty seven. Yeah. <laughs> Must have been a good year. Straight, I went straight to South Boston. What are you supposed to do? Yeah, I guess. Well, or or join the uh, Whitey Bulgers gang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to get yeah. I need to get a Whitey Bulger story like this because we we really don't have a. We're you know our our bio kind of reads like a you know now that you mention it, we haven't killed anybody and we haven't. We need to we need to get to work. Yeah, I think there's just there's been so little drama with our band. I think. Maybe we've been lucky in that respect, but we've, you know, most of the pe- most of the members who we had who were troublemakers didn't last long with us because of that. So, you know, I mean, there was Are any of you single. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> hey, calm down. He's only asking for the for the because <laughs> that was that was a big thing when I started comedy. Is was oh, you can get pussy doing this. Right. And then when you didn't care anymore, I'm like, I don't know if I would really need to try as hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think mu- music is the same way. I mean, I always make a joke that you didn't join music because you wanted to play the drums. You made, you, you played music because you wanted to get girls. And I yeah. think, I think, I think that's, I think that's a big part of it. However, I think that, uh, um, we, 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 we behave a little bit differently than most bands. We're a little bit older too. And, you know, we've all been doing this for a thousand years. So any of that shit is, you know, a couple couple years ago, maybe last month that we fucked her. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't want to say ageism because uh, that makes it sound like a, a victim thing. But music is a fucking young man sport. Like, uh, who, like, like a writer. I, if, if, if I knew a book was written by a 24-year-old, I'd go. No, nah, I don't want to read it. Right. They have nothing yeah. to say. But yeah. people, again, you you are different in the your the genre of your music. But yeah, the, the, the old guys in a band is like a young guy as an author. <laughs> That's a great. That, yeah. 
I, I, I get that too. Yeah. Although I find very few 24 year olds whose music I want to listen to. Oh yeah. I don't really want to listen to much music, but, These days anyway. yeah. but, but you, there is a stigma with being old and in a band. Yes. Yeah. And the, 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 the clubs, I mean, when you're playing around, when you try, when you stay in town, the clubs nine out of 10 times don't want the young band either. Cause they're going to try to try to recreate the, the, the old, the old who or something and, you know, yeah. break their shit, you know, throw the TV out the hotel window. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, you know, cause they, 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 they want tried to, they want people that can hold a crowd and that can, cause we're, if we're guilty of anything, it's guilty of just playing whatever the fuck we want, whenever we want. So we'll have an Elvis number, then a drinking number, then oh, a, good. You know, I was going to ask you that if, if there's any cover songs that you really love doing in your own style. Oh yeah. Tons. Yeah. Elvis is a big one. Johnny Cash. Uh, Thin Lizzy, yeah. Thin yeah. Lizzy, Thin Lizzy, of course, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think there's one Elvis song I like, but it, uh, I can't. It's not instant recall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, so that we we just finished a new record and we're uh, we're we're mixing it at the moment, and so we're, we're putting a lot of uh, originals on this one. So the, the first one that we made, we just took these old. Uh, the Clancy Brothers and uh, the Dubliners and of course Pogues we took all those guys put them in a blender and of, of course you know always stealing from Thin Lizzy growing up in Dublin you can't uh, discount or bypass Thin Lizzy um, same with the horse lips and stuff like that so we put all this stuff in a blender and we put we 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 put it out in a, in a little heavier style than your you know if, if you search up Irish rock you're going to get Ten times, nine times out of ten, you're going to get a penny whistle, a mandolin, a banjo, a guitar, a bet, you know, all this stuff, and it's going to be drink, 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 you know, and then so we're 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 kind of to the side of that where we can put our own, we can just play whatever the hell we want. We can put a a Joe Jackson number in the middle of the set, and people won't bat an eye, you know, or Michael Jackson. I. Uh... <laughs> Because I, 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 my, my, when people ask me what kind of music I like, I always say I don't like music because I know I'm such a, a pedestrian. People see stand-up comedy maybe once a year, if at all. So if you tell me you like Jeff Dunham and Peanut, I judge you <laughs> as a person. The same way if you said you were of any religious faith, I've just lost all... So, yeah, if you tell me that you... So, what Irish rock band could I say that would make you go, ugh? <laughs> uh, you just said Pogues is Shane McGowan, right? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I, I, I... Flogging Molly. Am I a douchebag? Because I love Flogging Molly. I like some of their stuff. I, I'm not a fan of the 10-piece the, the band with everybody playing at full speed. Because I can't discern... Musically, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, no, no, it doesn't. That's my point. I know nothing about music except what I like. Well, Flog and Molly, they've got a great backbeat, and the, the singer's got a great storyteller, so there's good, and that's good. Just now, the one that I hate, and I get a lot of shit for this, would be Dropkick Murphys. To me, okay. that's, it sounds like somebody just took a bunch of instruments and they put them in a bathtub while they were plugged in. It's just, you know, uh, you know, I'm going straight down a fucking Irish rock rabbit hole. After after we're done, good, starting good, good. with you. <laughs> good. Well, I, well, I, I want to send you some. I want to send you some stuff so you can, you know, 
March rolls around again, and you've got a captive audience. You can you can get everybody to leave. Just let play our stuff and put it on. Put it to ten, and you'll get them all. You won't need the cops. So uh, I, I I'd like to send you some stuff. Um, just uh, if, for being so kind to you know for being so generous with your time and yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, yeah. please, yeah, start me in the right place. <laughs> yeah, well, I, again, and, and I'll, I'll 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 dig up some some old some old. Uh, to, to, to me, Irish rock started with Thin Lizzy. Basically, you know, they did Whiskey in the Jar, and that, but that, that wasn't it. That's not it. They, they took, there's songs like Black Rose and Emerald uh, that, to, 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 to me, exploded this, this scene, you know, that made this scene. And, of course, the Dubliners and Clancy Brothers and stuff, you just can't put, you can't keep a smile from your face. We're in your bar, in your local, and you're having a couple of drinks with friends, and these songs come on because even though they're singing about starving to death and you know the the the, the plight of these you know you know immigrants coming to the you know and being pissed on when they got off the boat, you know, you can't uh, you can't stop tapping your foot or singing along or something. It stuff is so infectious. And I used to bartend back in, 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 in around the time when you were in Houston, you know, in, in the 90s. And just watching these bands come in and do that fucking Freebird or Hotel California, just anything that would make Mustang you... Mustang Sally. <laughs> yeah, Mustang Sally, exactly. That's begging for a pistol in your mouth. I mean, that's just... <laughs> you know, and, and I'm behind the bar trying to, trying to get people to drink more and stay. And the band's up there doing a 20-minute blues number. You know, I woke up this morning, Eric. Da, 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 da. There you go. <laughs> Twenty minutes. <laughs> Sorry, I got. Now I'm excited. No, no, I, I love it. <laughs> I'm making another drink. Here you go. All right. Now I have the worst day since yesterday in my head. Send me a song <laughs> to get that out. Yeah, that's, a, a, that's a good song. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, Chad, Chad sings it better than they do. Let me tell you. <laughs> Who? Uh, oh, I I do, I do that quite a bit. I tell Hennigan about some comic that I just worked with, and I do their bit, and then he, he sees them do it, and he goes, "Your version is so much better." Did it better, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to do, uh, uh, just blatantly uh, an album of blatantly stolen material. <laughs> But no, I changed it just enough. <laughs> and then I have the Steve Martin Arrow through the head album cover. <laughs> like, this is all stolen. I go, yeah, yeah. yeah that's but it's different point. enough. <laughs> Do you run into a lot of theft on the road? Do you run into a lot of comedy theft? Rarely is anyone's... My bits are so fucking long, no one could steal them. It's a 20-minute chunk. Like, uh, yeah, but 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 you know if they took it, they know if they took your. The only the only person I know that stole blatantly from me is Jim Jeffries, and like that was really kind of the bit that made him. Um, and he told me, "Oh, isn't that on their Yellow album?" Like when I met him in Edinburgh in like two thousand four or something, <laughs> he told me that. Yeah, I I think that I kind of. Like no, you 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 fucking stole. It's a very very specific bit, and he had a kind of a similar story. But when he heard my bit, he just and he kept doing it. 
Like you mm. put it on the HBO Jesus. special. Wow. If, like I, it's already out. It's not in my act. It's not like. But how do you fucking live with yourself? Uh, but didn't you call him out on that new record about uh, eating at an Outback Steakhouse that's as authentic as Jim Jeffries or something like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, that was a, and it's it's probably uh, fifteen years too late, but I, I, I still take a stab at him when I can. Yes, you must. You must. It drives me up the wall. I I I, I see a bit, and then I hear a commercial done with on that riffing on that idea you know they, they they didn't pay for that they didn't they didn't ask with the whole point of that album uh, excuse anyone who's offended by the word it was the point that comics have no recourse you have fucking one riff that's the same as someone else's song and there's lawsuits mm-hmm. what was that band that uh bittersweet symphony is that the song yeah, the verb <clears throat> Oh, yeah. Man. yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. They like, get, yeah, yeah. They get z- zilch for that. Yeah, they get. How about, they get how, about how about Vanilla Ice taking the Queen riff and putting an extra yeah. half beat in it and saying it was his? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, genius. Well, the thing that was crap for the Verve is that they actually arranged. They had gotten. They had gotten permission, and then they turned around and changed the terms after the song became a hit. That was total, <laughs> total bullshit. But yeah. and then Carlos Mencia goes and steals one of the classic oh. fucking Bill Cosby from the seventies, uh, like a long story. You know, thanks, mom. Hi, mom. Whatever. He steals the entire fucking story and nothing. Yeah. But comedy's pretty good about drumming those people out of the business. Right. If you're known as a joke thief, yeah, you're. You're you're shit. You might as well. You're you're a fucking pedophile in prison. You're. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's what's Carlos done lately? I mean, seriously. Uh, uh, pretty much back to uh, my level. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm doing a Wednesday at the Cleveland Improv, he's doing the Thursday. <laughs> but it, it was so immediate because that guy was. Had a the number one show on Comedy Central. True. He's selling out theaters, and after the whole Joe Rogan thing, now yeah, you're doing Thursday, the Improv, <laughs> Cleveland. It's crazy to me that anybody would think they could get away with that in this day and age. I guess I don't know with any with stealing anything, whether it's comedy or, or songs. And we've seen people steal blatant songs from 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 other bands, not recently, but it's uh, it's it's crazy to me that people think they can get away with that kind of stuff. Oh, they, they're, they're like Hedberg. I think Hedberg would fucking die on the vine in this day and age. Cause all his jokes fit into a tweet. Yeah. 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 So someone would just take his joke, tweet it as their own. Mm-hmm. That was something that Slade, Slade hand mentioned when we were talking to him that, that, that he sees more Hedberg, Hedberg plagiarism than anything when in the clubs. Like, oh no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thankfully don't see comics in clubs anymore. Oh really? Yeah. Well, there's no comedy where I live. This, and when I'm on the road, I'm not going to look at other comedy. Mm-hmm. I've tried to watch some specials. I, Rogan's new special I was uh, thought was really good, and a few guys that I'd never heard of, Sam Morrill. Uh, I watched a few, but I just have a really hard time watching stand up. Unless, like, live, 
you watch it live because something could go drastically wrong. And if it did in a special, they'd edit it out. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> I just saw your your special, the the one on Prime, uh, Dying of a Last Breed. Yeah, I was saying that was really great. Thanks. Good. Yeah, it was it, it came out a year after I filmed it. Mm. So. <laughs> do you ever get tempted, you know, after all the TV stuff? Do you ever get tempted to? To, to, to write for anybody like that or to, to, to write for any shows or I no I couldn't do it I, I I can barely write for myself and you know and that that's worked out of, over a course of months as I'm writing it I couldn't just write it down and know it's funny for someone else yeah I'm, I'm, I'm it, that blows me away because I, I've you know just just your your ability I, I, the, the the one of the many 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 moments in in your stand-up was the the Man, I'm, you know, I'm in love with this woman. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I, I love her so much. I'm gonna get the government involved, and just that little piece, you know, just I was just, and then of course there's plenty around it. There's plenty built around it, but that nugget, that was that was enough to just, just mow over. I don't watch TV, but if you know, if you turn it on or you walk by one and you see what they're what they're watching, yeah, that premise and not just bit and building off that is it mows over anything i've seen you, you, know? you know what I, I i have seen a few people do that bit since and i'm like i did that bit way earlier it's about yeah marriage like why yes. is gay marriage an issue marriage itself should be not a legal institution it's like who if it didn't exist which that's would not you invent, and you thought of it <laughs> would you try to promote that Baby, this shit we got together is so good. We gotta get the government involved. We need federal yeah. oversight and legislation. Our love's so strong. <laughs> and I've seen, and 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 it's always good when you see someone doing what you go. I think they probably fucking kite that for me, even if. But when you go, oh, mine's way better. Yeah, <laughs> then it just yeah. takes the edge off it. Yeah. Has anyone stolen your shit? No, no. They've. I I, I tell a lie. Go ahead, Chad. Well, our, our arrangements of other we have one of probably our biggest selling song is our, our version of Drunken Sailor. And very early on, we saw other bands doing the exact same arrangement of ours and actually recording it. And we, we caught one of them. <laughs> and they immediately caught to it, like as soon as they saw that we were. It was, it was back in the MySpace days. Oh, yeah. They said, oh, we were oh, going to give you credit. The days. Yeah. <laughs> I would so go back to MySpace in a minute. Me too. <laughs> I would, be fucking, I would be changing my top friends right now. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> but but uh, on that on that on that point too, we we had a band open for us in Florida, and they they had begged the club that booked us to uh, they had begged them to have us on, and they wanted to open for us. So they oh, we're going to bring out all our friends. So you know you have the three the three mothers and the dog you know in the front row and. Um, they opened uh, up the show with our version of that song. <laughs> I mean, played horribly, horribly. And we're, I'm just looking at them going, uh, what's the, and, and, and that song, as many musicians will tell you, we, myself, Chad, and Turi, our fiddle player, and Brian, our drummer, we're in the room and we had just finished a rehearsal. And uh, Turi, I think, said, what song should we do that people request? And I think Chad may have said, The Drunken Sailor. So I just started playing the thing. They joined in, and within a minute, we had 
the version of the song. And I said, shave his balls with the rusty razor. Usually the, the line was, uh, uh, shave his head with the rusty I just, you know, I'm, I'm genius. I, I'm genius like that. You know, I can change. And, you know, and I said it one time. They laughed, so I did it again. And we recorded it like that. And then, uh, but then people, then you see it, um, you know, so little things like that. But our new stuff, I guarantee you, the original stuff, nobody's going to steal. Uh, a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of times I'll, I'll be on the road and use local openers. Uh, and and they'll come like fully loaded with all the shit that's similar to mine to try to impress me. And they're like, well, you don't need to do that. Like you're kind of probably stepping on my dick a bit by doing all the things that you go, oh, he'd love this. Uh, I don't normally do this. I get a lot of that. People yeah. who do all their darkest shit because they can't do it on a regular show, you know, in their local that's- club, but. And that shows up. That's the first thing that shows up in their act is that it's not it's not them. It's it's false. Yeah, uh, they're playing to me and not the audience. Well, they're not playing to I the strengths. I was playing yeah. in Norway. Is a brilliant comic named Dog Soros, uh, and he had put a lot of these gigs together. And he was opening for me. But in Norway, uh, he was doing his act in Norwegian, uh, and sometimes then I had to go to the UK. And I was on whatever the SAS, the airline, and there was no 13th row on the plane. Uh, that's like you're in a fucking plane. At what point are you superstitious? We're flying over the earth, something to that effect. And I was riffing that as a bit in London. And I didn't know he had been doing that bit in front of me the entire tour of Norway. But I didn't know it was in Norwegian. And then he started getting shit for stealing my bit. I'm like, no, no. I had no idea he did that bit. I just was riffing that. Uh, wow. But, uh, yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a good uh, honor system in comedy. There is among, among, among the great comedians. All right. I think we just hit a dead spot. Because I, I just <laughs> keep talking. And... Uh, for the listener, but I'll, I'll definitely do this again. Anytime. Anytime. I, I, I have your, your address from Twitter because you were having the people send the cutouts. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah I, I, I was going to bring you in there and show them. I only have four so far, but. Well, where, where do people usually get those done? Do we know? We need to, uh, we need to send you a blackguard cutout. We oh, to, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll do that. Yeah. But I, yeah, I want to send you some music. I want to send you some, so that I can send it to that address on your Twitter, right? Yeah, on the if you go down through the replies on that tweet, someone tells you where you can get them for fucking nineteen ninety nine. So yeah, it's, by the end of football season, I want to have fucking cardboard cutouts and all the fucking social distance chairs, and there's, <laughs> there's a lot of them around the parts you haven't seen of the house. <laughs> Yeah. I, I I personally I know these guys as well. I let them say a thing, but I have to tell you, this has been just one of the high points of my career doing this. This has been a thrill talking to you, and I hope to God we can do this again. I, as soon as the the, the Chaley and Tracy were like an hour and a half out, so they should be here anytime. And the first thing I'm going to tell them is we're getting the fucking blackguards on the patio. Nice. Anytime. Yeah, it, it, it takes about, let's say, 20 hours to get there. I'll make it in 18. So you just tell me when. Oh, that's right. Houston. I was thinking Austin I knew was like, like 15, 16. Yeah. You, you, so, yeah, you, you could do it in 18. Easy. Yeah. I'm, okay, I'll make it in 14. I have to impress them, guys. Come on. 
<laughs> well, you know, you 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 you're gonna stop at some shithole in West Texas and fucking play a gig. Yeah, actually, you funny you say that. In March, we are playing Odessa, so maybe we can make a run out there in the middle of. Oh, that's rough. Well, Odessa is rough. (laughs) Yeah, Lubbock, Lubbock is tough, but Midland, Odessa—that's fucking Friday Night Lights, fucking shit heels. Yeah, I think I think it's a private party, so I think I think it'll be. Oh no, no, it's a festival, my friends. It's a festival. Everything's private property if you got a gun. Exactly. Hey, well, gentlemen, this is fucking great. I'm glad to meet you guys. Yeah, exactly. likewise, man. Thank you so much for talking to us, Doug. We appreciate taking the time out and hanging out with us. So yeah, uh, make, make sure to let me know when I uh, can retweet this when it comes out. And what, what's your, when does your, the print version of uh, No Encore for the Donkey come out? Uh, well, it was ex- it's exclusive on Audible until February. So hopefully we're ready at the, the due date. We, we have hard copies ready to push out. Excellent. Cool. Yeah, we'll All right. Sure if I win. Thank you so much, Doug. Hey, Doug. I don't know how to get out of this. There you go. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Oh, he's back. Yeah. I, oh. yeah, I, I, I guess we're just going to keep going and going. And, and meeting. I'm going to fucking hang this up. I'll just turn <laughs> my phone off. <laughs> we'll end it here. Thanks, Doug. Bye now. Cheers. Thank you. All right, so that was it. I want to mention again that his book, Digging Up Mother, A Love Story, is an absolute mandatory read. I can't wait to get my hands on the new stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get a copy yeah. of that as well. There's a, there was, apparently there's another. There's a third book that he put yeah. out. Yeah, this is not fame. Um, but also drop some links. All the links for that will be in the description. And also I'll put some links for some other, some other interviews and stuff he's done recently. I found a really good one with him and Bill Burr from a few years ago. Uh, that'll link to, uh, and also his own podcast, the Doug Stanhope podcast, which just came out with a new episode, uh, this week that we're recording this. So yeah, thanks for listening. And, uh, just make sure that you, uh, Christmas is coming. So, uh, Doug Stanhope's got some books out there that you might like to give as gifts. And, um, we, we've got some uh, new stuff coming to the, to the website. We've got a, we got some new, we're going to have some um, hopefully some mugs here pretty soon. We're going to get some, uh, mm. some mugs. We've got, uh, we got beanies on the site. We've got, um, hopefully get some work shirts too. Order now. <laughs> yeah. We just, with the state of the post office and all that shit they're going through. Yeah. You, 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 you definitely want to, you know, if you want stuff in time for Christmas, just, uh, get on there now and, um, you know, check it out and, you know, share it with your friends and thank you for listening. And, you know, we, we're just, we can't wait to see you out. Very, very soon. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Einstein's as well. We've got Einstein's in Richmond and, um, back, and, and back in Katie here mm-hmm. very soon. So really looking forward to that. And, you know, thanks for all your support. And uh, again, happy anniversary to uh, Kelly and Debbie. We're thrilled for you. And we'll, we'll, we'll see you all very, very soon. Yep. Cheers. See you guys.